0: One of the details that's very important that John shares with us in our second reading from the book of Revelation, is the temple in the city of this new heavenly Jerusalem that's coming down from, from God, from heaven. And he describes the temple in all of these different ways, how high and tall it is. And he goes into you know, what the gates are like, uh, that there's, uh, there's 12 angels, there's 12 tribes of the Israelites, uh, their names that are inscribed on these uh, 12 gates. Um, And then there's also the 12 apostles, right? So all of this symbolic imagery. Uh, But then what's interesting is as he's going through and describing all this, he is well aware, as well as his readers or anyone that would be familiar with the Jewish religion, about the status of the temple. So Jerusalem was the holy city, but it was the holy city because it had the temple, and the temple was God's dwelling place. And so John knows as he's describing this, that people would be asking, okay, like we we understand, like this is the heavenly Jerusalem. Um, This is, you know, showing the perfection of God's glory, but where's the temple? We've got to mention the temple because Jerusalem isn't a holy place without the temple where God dwells. And so John says, I saw no temple in the city. There's no temple in the city for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. And so one of the things that this shows is that there's no more barriers between God and his people, right? In the heavenly Jerusalem, you know, at the end of time, when God willing, we make it to heaven. We we get to heaven that there's no more barriers between us and experiencing God and all of his glory, power, and beauty. In the temple itself, in Jewish practice, there were even sections in the temple that were holier depending on the further you went in. So there was the court of the Gentiles where people that were non-Jewish could come, but then as you went further in, only there were a place for men and women that could only be Jewish. Then as you got further and further in, it got more and more restrictive, showing that God is holy and you don't just approach him on your own terms. And in fact, the holiest place in the temple was called the Holy of Holies, and was behind a veil within the temple. And even the high priest, he was the only one that could enter into the Holy of Holies, but even the high priest who had the, who had the right and responsibility to do that, he could only enter into the Holy of Holies once during the entire year on the Day of Atonement. Right, and so um, it was showing again, God was teaching his people that to dwell with him is serious, right? And so he's preparing his people over the course of centuries to receive more of him. And at first, it, seems, it might seem as God is kind of standoffish that he's putting these barriers, but the barriers are there so that people understand how serious it is to worship God, how important it is to take their relationship with God seriously. But in Revelation, we see the end point of this. The end point ultimately is intimacy, that there is no more barrier. There's no more temple in the city because God ultimately wants to remove all barriers from himself and us. And he certainly does that in the person of Jesus and especially in the Blessed Sacrament. And then in the Blessed Sacrament, in a sense, we get to experience this at every single Mass. We get to receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, all the power and glory that he has that he'll have at the end of our lives when we meet him, is contained here in the Eucharist. It's just at the end of our lives, in eternity, we'll experience that, we'll experience him in all of his power and glory. So we receive all of his power and glory and love here in the Holy Eucharist. We just don't experience it in all of its fullness because we still receive him in a veiled way. And so even though the kingdom of God is already among us and hasn't come in its fullness, God still wants to experience, he still wants us to experience that intimacy with him. So my brothers and sisters, I would just suggest this evening, as we continue to celebrate Holy Mass, to ask Jesus for that grace. That we would rejoice that we have a God that delights to uh, to draw near to us, to have himself draw near to us. And we would be given that grace and that courage to ask him to remove any barrier, any obstacles that we may have placed between ourselves and him, so that we can fully experience all the power, glory, and love that he wants to share with us.